Hello, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. Would you drink alcohol while on the job? Probably not. A pint of beer, glass of wine, or shot of whiskey tends to affect our abilities a bit, and that effect gets more pronounced with every sip. Which brings us to the brain. It's a complex organ that works 24-7 to keep bodies functioning. When you drink alcohol, your brain quickly starts working under the influence, and the results are what you'd expect and more. Today we're going to look at what alcohol does to your brain in the short term and long term. Joining us for this chat is addiction psychiatrist Akhil Anand. Dr. Anand is one of the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to help us better understand how our bodies work, or in this case, how our bodies work when you add alcohol to the mix. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Anand. Uh, thanks for setting aside some time to come and chat with us today. Thanks for having me, John. Well, you know, now, alcohol always feels like a, like a touchy topic. Um, I think deep down, we all kind of know that it's not good for us, yet alcohol is just deeply ingrained in, in our culture and traditions. And uh, I mean, to be honest, we, we, we just keep drinking. Uh, basically, it's become a socially acceptable drug at this point. Um, and that kind of makes conversations like these always feel a little awkward. I mean, you're right. It is socially acceptable. I mean, I think they did a survey and they found that 62% of Americans drank last year. That's 12 and older. Um, I still remember when our politicians drink beer. Uh, it normalizes them and they get votes for it. Uh, Alcohol is part of our celebra- celebration. It's, it's associated with positive moods. Yes, it's very much part of our culture. But as we're going to talk about here today, um, it also has an effect on our bodies. So, and um, obviously today we're talking about what alcohol does to our brains. So walk us through, I mean, what does it do when you, when you drink? First, I want to say that alcohol, it really depends on the individual, um, depending on gender, age, body weight, et cetera. But scientifically, and theoretically, alcohol works on the brain as a relaxant. So it works on a system called the GABA system. It's a GABA A receptor agonist. And essentially, by binding to that receptor, it relaxes the brain and makes you feel at ease. Um, but alcohol, I, I tell it to my patients all the time, it's a very promiscuous drug. It doesn't just work on the GABA A system, it works on all these other multiple receptors in your body. And that and excessive use of it will be very harmful to the brain and to the to the mind. Now you mentioned it, it relaxes you, but but I know it also it, it affects you know just cognitive function. I mean, anyone who's had a few drinks, you, you kind of know you you don't you don't think quite as clearly. So how is how is that working on on your mind? So you're right. So again, it depends on the person. Um, it depends on a lot of factors. That I didn't even mention, like other drugs that they may be taking or uh, their medical history and just genetics. But initially, when you drink alcohol, uh, it's about the amount. But initially, when you drink alcohol, it makes you a little bit more talkative, makes you more social, makes you calmer, and relaxes you. But as you drink more, and you don't need to drink that much more, uh, uh, eventually the enzymes that break down the alcohol gets saturated so it builds up actually quite quickly 
And yes, then you start having the poor muscle coordination, the slurred speech. Uh, you can even start having uh, memory issues when you're in conversation, processing issues that can lead to being blackout drunk, loss of consciousness, coma, even death. Yes, alcohol poisoning can kill you. Well, that escalated quickly <laughs> as we're talking, but but I guess th that is kind of the point of, of, of what does happen when you start drinking. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize this, but alcohol is neurotoxic. It generally damages your, uh, damages your brain cells. So short-term effects can be very dangerous. Long-term effects can also be very dangerous. Well, with what you just mentioned, and that's something you hear a lot um, as far as alcohol, uh, you know, maybe like killing brain cells or, or damaging the brain. I mean, does it do that over time or even in the short term? Um, it, it's short term, depending on how you drink, it can damage your brain. Generally, over time, there have been now longitudinal studies that have shown that, yes, chronic alcohol use at very heavy uses can dry head damage specifically gray uh, matter mass, but it can also damage white matter mass and cause brain atrophy over time. Now, is there even a difference in when, when adults drink alcohol uh, versus if, if you're younger and, and you drink alcohol with what it does to your brain? Yes. Specifically when you're younger, your brain is going through a lot of uh, changes. And so your brain's even more sensitive. So a huge risk factor for people that develop alcohol addiction is uh, early onset of drinking. So if you drink before the age of 14, there's about a 50% chance you're going to develop an alcohol use disorder in your wow. adult. Uh, on top of that, you're right. The neurodevelopment stuff, the pruning that happens during the adolescent period, your brain is so sensitive that Long-term effects, even early onset drinking, can have on your IQ, your memory, your thought processing, um, and your adulthood can really be pronounced in your adolescent years. So, I mean, so Dr. Anand, I mean, this damage that you're talking about, I mean, can it be reversed or, or if it kind of sets in, is it, is it permanent? So what I'll say is this, John, uh, it's a, first of all, it's a very good question. Um, it depends. So if there hasn't been any aggressive permanent damage, then then it can be reversible. Uh, but if the damage is so severe, no, it can't be. Um, so, for example, if you have something called Korsakoff syndrome, which is what we, it's used casually and formally as wet brain, that is not reversible. But a condition like Wernicke's encephalopathy where you do have confusion, where you do have memory issues, you have gait issues, and you can have all kinds of other mood symptoms. If you, know, you stop drinking and you improve your nutrition and replace your thymine, it can be reversible. But certain things may not be reversible. Okay. Well, well, let's look at some of these kind of short-term and long-term effects. And let's kind of let's kind of start on the short-term. So if, if you're out drinking and you sit down and you have a, you know, a few beers or a couple of glasses of wine or, or some cocktails, um, what, what kind of happens in your head? So initially, like I said earlier, uh, you, you actually can may help your social skills. It, it can make you more uh, disinhibited, give you some confidence, maybe make you hyper talkative head. But then very quickly, uh, with another drink or two drinks very quickly, you, you can start having more problems. Uh, they can 
make your speech slurred. It can cause you to be a little bit slower in thought processing, to make you a little bit more sluggish. Hand-eye coordination may decrease, make your gait a little issue when you get up to go to the bathroom. Um, and even a little bit more alcohol can cause even far more effects. Um, obviously, when I talk about acute alcohol, the most severe is the alcohol poisoning. But what often people see most commonly is blackout drunk when they're binge drinking. And I always ask my patients because they think of blackout drunk as the classic, you know, falling on the table and not remembering. Blackout drunk is if you are drinking with a friend and you have a conversation with them and you can't remember even 30 or 30 or a minute of that conversation. You forget topics that you discuss the next day. That is also considered blackout drunk. So when you get to that point, like what is actually happening up in, up in your head? Is it just, you know, I just I envision all this alcohol that's kind of going up there and messing things up, but is it just, it's just a chemical reaction taking place? Um, I think it's the blood concentration of the alcohol. It's not being break it, broken down. And that's the reason what's happening. And over time, if you do it chronically enough, it does cause damage to your brain. Well, and that was where we were going next with, with the long-term effects uh, of alcohol on your brain. So if, if, if you continually drink, uh, especially in excess, um, what kind of damage happens over time? It is neurotoxic. Over time, it causes changes to your brain structurally, particularly it focuses on interesting parts of the brain that are really important in our overall functioning like our verbal and memory processing, things like that. There are particular conditions that you can have if you chronically drink. Uh, what, two of them I mentioned, something called Wernicke's encephalopathy. Uh, and then there's another one that is more interesting. It's even more chronic called Korsakoff syndrome, where you have not only short-term memory loss, you have uh, long-term memory loss. So you forget things from the past and things that recently happened in your life. These people are completely oriented and uh, are conscious, but they just don't remember anything. It's actually very, very sad. Um, other things that can chronic alcohol can use can do is can cause severe mental health issues. Uh, alcohol is a depressant. So if, if you drink for a long period of time, it can cause depression. It can cause anxiety. Wait. Chronic alcohol use can even cause chronic psychosis. So you can become paranoid. You can even have uh, auditory and visual hallucinations from chronic alcohol. Generally speaking, any type of toxic damage over time that can happen from anything else can happen because of alcohol as well. Now, can it also play a role in, in, in dementia or, or kind of increase your odds of having some issues with that? Right. Because it causes the, the damage to the brain, the gray matter, and the white matter, it can lead to dementia. There are specific syndromes, like I mentioned, but it can also cause just overall dementia. They can uh, increase the chances of you developing any form of dementia. It can also increase strokes, which can also cause dementia. Wow. Sometimes you, you hear all this stuff, and it makes you wonder why it is legal <laughs> sometimes. Honestly, you're right. I mean... I, I, I don't want to get too political, but I wonder sometimes what would happen if we did not have alcohol and uh, aliens came out from the top and brought alcohol. Would we legalize it for the after all we know? I don't know if we would. I don't know if we would. 
Well, and that and that's kind of the issue that we talked about right at the start, and, and that's where this gets so complicated is that um, alcohol it, it is so ingrained in in kind of society and and how we celebrate and and you know grabbing a few beers with with the friend. Um, so it, it is something that we do, and and I'm I'm what I'd like to talk with you about now is like ways that we can people can kind of partake and and, and have a drink or two. And maybe minimize uh, those those really drastic uh, negative effects. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's part of our culture. I think things are changing. I think people are developing more awareness, and, and there are a lot more things that are now people enjoy in versus alcohol. But if you were to be drinking, it, it's really important to drink in moderation. Um, so. Following the classic guidelines, no more than two drinks a day for a male, one drink a day for a female. Um, avoid binge drinking at all costs. That's males drinking five drinks at a time at one sitting and females drinking four drinks at a time. When you are to drink, make sure you're hydrated drinking water. Um, make sure you're drinking uh, not to cope with anxiety or stress or you know, self-loathing drinking in a, in a happy, positive environment. I really do feel the setting can impact alcohol uses as effects on your emotional state. And then what I would also say is, you know, pacing yourself, not having to drink at a higher rate, knowing what you're drinking, probably avoiding drinking alcohol with high sugar drinks is also shown to be helpful for hangovers the next day uh, and yet exercising regularly and pacing yourself and not drinking every single night. So, so it sounds like the, the best approach is if you're going to enjoy a drink I and mean, just make sure you enjoy a drink, not, not 10 and, and that's a big exaggeration, but it's, you can do it in a way that, that works, but you just, you just, you have to be careful. That's it. And if you're using alcohol to cope with stress or anxiety, if you're going out and intending to drink one drink and you're not able to stop yourself from drinking, if your friends and family are hinting that you have a problem, honestly, a lot of times before the family knows, the person knows. Um, and it's important to talk to your doctor, meet with the specialist, because uh, a lot of folks, unfortunately, that struggle with alcohol, they don't come to our doctors. And when they do... Uh, there are now multiple treatment option, options, not just medications, but different therapy modalities that can really help people with the alcohol problems. Well, and Dr. Ananda, I feel like this next question could be could be an entire show, but just like in, 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 a, in a brief way, if you could, when do you, what are kind of the signs if you know you've kind of crossed over that line and, and you're no longer just maybe enjoying a, an alcoholic drink? But now you're 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 in trouble with it, and and you kind of you can't stop, and it's it's more of a it, it does become just an addiction. You're not able to cut down your drinking um, on your own. Um, you tell yourself that you're not going to drink this weekend, but you end up drinking. Um, if you can't control your use, like I mentioned earlier, if you're going out to a bar and intending to only drink one drink, but you end up having three or four, if your alcohol use is leading to negative consequences. So, you know, doing stuff that you would be ashamed of doing 
sweat and drinking. And, and like I said, if family and friends are worried, these are all warning signs, you know, uh, of something more than just drinking. There's a problematic behavior, compulsive behavior regarding. We call it the four C's, control, consequences, compulsions, and cravings. If all those four or any of those four are in the, the setting of your drinking, you might need to talk to somebody. Well, well, this has been an eye-opening discussion, uh, Dr. Anand. And uh, before we say our goodbyes, is there anything that we missed or uh, something else that you'd like to add? If you were to have any issues with alcohol, um, or if you know anybody that has issues with alcohol, like I mentioned, there are so many now treatment modalities that can help people. Um, this is a condition like any other addiction that often folks suffer alone. Um, and get better with community. Uh, doctors, self-help groups like AA, uh, there are a variety of different alternatives to treatment, and you don't have to suffer alone. Perfect way to wrap things up, Dr. Renat. I appreciate you stopping in today, and um, thanks for giving us something to think about. Thank you, John. Tipping back an alcoholic beverage is something most of us do from time to time. It's important, however, to understand what alcohol can do to your brain. If you're concerned your drinking habits may be causing long-term issues, talk to someone to get the help you need. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash HE podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.